Well, it is Monday night, and if you are just joining in now, the TBP Decision Desk 2023 is ready to call this election. Your next mayor of Toronto is Olivia Chow. I'm not afraid to say it. I have seen the numbers, and we are ready to make that prediction. While you digest that fact, why don't you listen to this track by my friend Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. This is Link Ray Gun. Decision night, election night, a by-election, no less, here in Toronto. Only one question on the ballot. Who should lead this wonderful city? Will it be Mark Saunders, Anna Bailao, Olivia Chow, some other person you've probably never heard of? Ah, fair play, Josh Matlow, maybe. Anyway, the answer to that question, and it has nothing to do with beer, is Olivia Chow. And while the Toronto Beer Podcast is... um, not alive and doesn't have opinions, the only person involved in it is me, and I do, and I think this is fantastic news. Let's see what happens if we talk a little bit about this. The reality, of course, is a mayor in Toronto has uh, little to no to none, basically, uh, impact over your alcohol-consuming life. There is one thing that we'll discuss, but I'm going to have a sip of this here beer. Mmm. That's so good. The nature of the night is we are drinking Lone Pine from Sawdust City as God intended it, which is to say sucking it right out of the can. You know what color it is? I do because I've had it before, but you can't tell tonight because it's in a can. Kids waiting at home, I'm going to spoil your night right now. I'm not pouring a beer in a glass tonight. You're going to have to use your imagination. Hang out and listen to the chatter. Mm Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to grab another one of these. I have a couple in the the icebox. Admittedly, I was limited in selection based on the fact that we were coming back from rugby practice and I knew I didn't have any beer. And uh, I was pretty sure I was going to do this. I did have some gin and I thought about doing a gin and tonic, but then I thought that's pretty like everyone's going to see through that. They're going to be like, oh, what the heck? Uh, Incidentally, Jordan St. John... uh, not uh, not present tonight. I did message him today, and uh, it sounded like he's going to jump in, not next week, because that's a holiday, but possibly the, the following week for some chatter. I'm Unarmed has uh, put their opinion in. They think that uh, Lone Pine is pink. I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of Lone Pine. I haven't seen one that's pink yet, but we don't know what color this is because it's in a can. It might be. It's like Schrodinger's beer, but not at all. Not even a little. Mm-mm-mm. Anywho, we were coming back from... Oh, I just found a glass. I wonder if it's clean. Dare I just use the glass I just found sitting next to me? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep this one a mystery. I'm unarmed. You and I will never find out the color of this beer. As far as we know, this beer is pink. It's delicious, whatever color it is. Mm -mm -mm. Fear not. I have another Lone Pine. Kids, 
I know I told you you weren't going to get this, but the creator wanted me to have this glass. Here it comes. Do not adjust your televisions if this is pink. Well, sadly, not pink. Sadly, not the cleanest glass I've ever seen. Gosh, I hope it doesn't taste of something. Anyway, what do we have here? Lone Pine in like a... Th this glass has clearly been used. Yikes. It's not pink and it's in a dirty glass. Uh, knock some of the bubbles off to make it a little bit more appealing. Uh, this here, Lone Pine. Well, I mean, one of the things that's nice about this is it's a West Coast. So it's a little hazy, but you can still... I mean, see colors through it. I probably couldn't read through it. It's not bright, but it's fairly clear on the grand scale of IPAs. This is the sort of IPA that uh, uh, I, I like to call him super fan Ben Johnson. He's a super fan of the podcast. Uh, super fan Ben Johnson enjoys uh, the Westies. Big, punchy, assertive IPAs, the kind that leave your teeth feeling like you're wearing a sweater on them in the morning. This is a Ben Johnson, a super fan Ben Johnson beer right here, and I am here for it. Uh, you know what? I might as well talk about it. I got it here. I was going to be pretty low on details because I was drinking it out of a can. But uh, I mean, the thing you need to know about Lone Pine is that that name is not just a reference to the beautiful white pines that you will see dotting the Muskokan landscape, uh, which is, of course, the stomping grounds of, uh, of Lone Pine and Sawdust City. Uh, it's also an, uh, an allusion to the fact that uh, the beer itself is quite resinous. If you're used to my Hazy Boy New England IPAs, this is going to be a bit of a culture shock to you. This one has a ton of evergreen. Piney, for sure. Resinous. There is also some grapefruit peel, but grapefruit peel, of course, is also quite resinous and uh, sticky. This has that dankness, which it kind of actually hits both of what I think of as dank, and I always have to qualify what I'm talking about. This is dank, like the aroma of a moist forest floor, in this case, probably a pine forest. That nice, sort of mulchy, slightly musty uh, aroma of the forest floor, which also has a lot of pine in it, but also dank like weed. This has an aroma not totally dissimilar to weed. If you don't know what weed smells like, you haven't gone outside recently. Uh, this has both of those dank qualities to it. There's something else fruity in there. There's like, so the citrus, it is white grapefruit peel. There's maybe some juiciness too. And I feel like there might be something else dancing in there. Let's actually take a sip and think about it rather than just sucking it out of the can. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm. Well, I'll tell you this for free. It's delicious. <laughs> it might have even been Superfan Ben Johnson who was mentioning this. Uh, the fruit that I'm tasting, and I do know what it tastes like, and I've eaten it on multiple occasions, um, is uh, what most people call lychee. Uh, I think it's actually very properly pronounced lychee, but anyway... That. It's a uh, very uh, typical Asian fruit, little guys, 
sort of spikyish little shells. You break them open. It's sort of like uh, sort of a whitish, uh, off-white kind of fruit, and uh, you munch it, and it tastes a little bit like this. Uh, that's what I'm getting off of this. Uh, assertively bitter. To be fair, my teeth aren't quite squeaky yet. Mmm. But a really nice lingering density to that hop quality. Because, as noted, this is a West Coast IPA. This is like what all the cool kids were drinking 12 years ago. <laughs> Maybe, and further back a little. Uh, <clears throat> the shift to the New England IPA was very much a shift away from uh, this level of, of bitterness and intensity and getting more into the aromatics uh, and less of the actual physical sensory uh, qualities. Mm. Now, I know for a fact that this can lists a not insignificant amount of brewing details. I have to confess, I've definitely read it at times. Off the top of my head, I can't tell you specifically what's in it, uh, but I know it's going to tell me. I'm pretty sure there's Chinook in here, but there's also like uh, Cascade. There's a lot of sea hops. Uh, there might even be like Tomahawk or something like that. Oh, hey, Rob just joined in. Hey, Rob. How you going, buddy? Um, let's take a look and see. It is Summit, Simcoe, Columbus, and Chinook. So, what did I say? I said a lot of sea hops. There's only one. Two, pardon me, Columbus and Chinook. Summit and Simcoe. Well, the Simcoe goes without saying. Simcoe can also give a little bit of peach. That might be where that little hint of lychee is coming from. Could be. But definitely very resinous. Very beautiful, piney, befitting of the name. Lone Pine IPA. As I say, I grabbed this on the way back from rugby practice, being aware that I needed a beer for tonight. Then I nearly didn't record because I was watching the election results come in. And uh, by the time we were home, it was like a lock. Uh, there was no turning back. It was a little dicey right off the get-go at 8. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's important to remember election results. They have to draw from a lot of places. And if the person who you're really cheering for isn't in the lead now... Give it a bit of time. With that said, it's now 9.20 p.m. And as noted, the Toronto Beer Podcast Prediction Desk has uh, very confidently uh, uh, declared uh, Miss Olivia Chow the winner of the mayoral election. As I said, does it have much impact on your beer drinking life? No, not a lot. The ways that a mayor of Toronto can have an impact on your drinking life uh, primarily focus around um, bylaw issues. So, for instance, if you are a fan of the Cafe Tio patios, and I hope you are, I hope you've been out on them. They're all set back up again. Bless them. I, myself have drank on three different Cafe Tio patios already, and I would highly endorse them. I'm not going to say specifically where, because I don't necessarily endorse where I was drinking. That's a hint. But they were in my neighborhood. <laughs> One of them was Castro's Lounge, and I always highly endorse Castro's Lounge. 
The other two will remain nameless. I was there with rugby people. I was drinking pitchers of probably Coors Banquet or something. It was cold. It was yellow. By the time I got there, I'd already had a not insignificant amount of alcohol. So I was really there for the setting. And the setting was delightful. Uh, mares can help with that. Mares can control that. Mares can drive that or kibosh it, depending on their point of view. Everything a mare can do that a mare did do, <clears throat> our former mayor, uh, John Tory, you know, I didn't agree with a lot of what he did. But one thing I did agree with was during the pandemic, uh, via the mayor's office, the city of Toronto requested Metro Toronto police to relax their enforcement of open container laws in parks and public settings. Now, what does that mean? Well, that's a fairly legalistic way of saying they asked them to stop caring if people were drinking alcohol in public in unlicensed areas, primarily parks, the beach, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, the beach is a park. I mean, it, it is even qualifying it with that long for all intents and purposes is probably doing more than I need to do. It's a park. Um, <clears throat> During the pandemic, it was asked to deal with everything case by case. But if the uh, people violating the open container bylaws were not causing any sort of a ruckus or problem, they were simply respectfully, quietly enjoying their beverages uh, to just let them go, which like on the one hand, that's great. And like I said, I agreed with that decision. Uh, that uh, was made, uh, even if I didn't agree with a lot of other things that were done in and around that time. But the reality is that's something that really needs to be addressed at the provincial level where that sort of thing is actually controlled, because it is insane to me that it's perfectly legal for me to walk down the street smoking a joint, but not walk down the street drinking a beer. This makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't mind legally being allowed to walk down the street smoking a joint. To be fair, I did that a lot before legalization, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, there's literally no law preventing me from doing that. I could be smoking a bong on the beach, a really big, one of those stupid ones that you see at head shops and you think, what kind of an idiot would buy a bong that's two meters tall? I could be smoking one of those at the beach. But the instant I picked up an open container of alcohol, that's when I started breaking the law. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, that, that, as I say, is a provincial issue. Now, a way that a mayor can have some impact is they certainly have access to the decision makers at the provincial level. The, let's say, problem, it's going to be delightful to watch uh, with uh, the current uh, now current uh, mayor of Toronto based on the Toronto Beer Podcast Prediction 2023 desk. <clears throat> Olivia Chow is, uh, I don't know how much you know about politics, but uh, her and Doug Ford are, you could say, not cut from the same cloth. You might even say that she is cut from some beautiful, wonderful uh, cloth that can keep us all safe and warm. And Doug Ford is cut from rusty barbed wire uh, that has the blood of poor people who died working for him on it. 
I think I think that's fair to say. Again, remember, Toronto Beer Podcast, not a political podcast. Views stated are all my own, and as I am the Toronto Beer Podcast, take from that what you will. Uh, <laughs> the likelihood of Olivia Chow and Doug Ford finding some real good common ground on common sense alcohol laws in uh, the next few years. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if it happens. I mean, I'm here for it. Hey, there's Ben Johnson. Super fan Ben Johnson just joined us. Uh, I'm here for it. But I am not expecting much. (laughs) Or really anything at all. Uh, It would be nice if new mayor of Toronto, Olivia Chow, would permanently ask uh, the city of Toronto to stop enforcing open container laws uh, as long as the people with said containers are behaving in a respectful way. Um, Oh, Ben Johnson says this show is socialist propaganda. Sure is, Ben. Sure is. That's why you're the super fan. You got it. I didn't even have to explain it to you. It's like you follow along all the time. Uh, That would be great. And that would certainly be a way that the mayor of Toronto will have a direct impact on your drinking. Obviously, as well, there is some issues with like licensing and stuff. And so like if, for instance, you wanted to say open a brewery, um, there is um, it's again, predominantly provincial licensing. That's the AGCO. Uh, There's also um, I think you have to deal directly with it's not the CRA, but it's it's taxation like their excise tax uh, on alcohol, which I believe is federal. But as a business that operates, if you are in Toronto, um, you will also need uh, support from your councillor and certainly support from a mayor goes a long, long way. So that could also conceivably like, for instance, say I happen to know that there is a brewery speaking of superfan Ben Johnson uh, that's selling off their brewing equipment. They still are going to exist, but it's complicated. I don't need to make any any enemies on this show. I'm already a socialist propagandist. Call me Propagandi. That's a great band. Uh, anyway, if you want to buy Rhythm and Bruce's brew house and move it into Toronto, it would be helpful if you had a kind ear at the uh, mayor's office. More so with your counselor. It doesn't really impact you, actually. I'm really reaching here for trying to find ways to make Olivia Chow the hero of beer in Toronto. It ain't gonna happen. I don't even know if Olivia Chow drinks, to be honest with you. Who knows? Mm. One very important thing that has nothing to do with beer and everything to do with socialist propaganda, or let's be honest, just being a decent human and interested in uh, the multicultural reality of Toronto. Olivia Chow is like, I think, third uh, female identifying mayor of Toronto. But most importantly, the language they're using is the first racialized. I think that's fancy talk for not white. Uh, I believe Olivia Chow is the first not white mayor of Toronto. Certainly, I can't think of any. I can't think of any that weren't mainly white dudes. I'm trying. Oh, no. What was um. Oh, what was her name? My Toronto includes the bare naked ladies. Remember her? I remember her. I just can't remember her name. Hmm. Anyway, uh, there have been a couple of women, uh, but as far as I know, none that weren't white. And so Olivia Chow, just reminding us all that this city that we live in 
is a multicultural one and should have representation uh, of that at the elected level. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm pretty sure she was born in Hong Kong. Hmm. You know what that means? All of the uh, right wing snowflakes are going to be uh, up in arms about Chinese election interference. To which I would reply. If you don't think that multiple international governments aren't already interfering in our elections in not directly nefarious ways, like, say, like tampering with votes, but in more general ways, like through misinformation campaigns, uh, social media stuff, etc., cetera, uh, then w- w- what the hell is the matter with you? I actually I find the entire uh, conversation around the election meddling uh, federally mind boggling. Everyone's acting all surprised. A, they're acting surprised, and B, they're acting like they think there's anything we can do about it. It's like, have these people never used the internet before? (laughs) Similarly, and hey, I feel bad that um, the MP guy, I've forgotten his name now, his family was targeted uh, by the uh, Chinese government, but... Again, what what do you think they do? Do you know I'm banned in China, apparently? I can never get a travel visa in China because of a website I used to manage. I got an official warning from the Chinese government. It was pretty scary, actually, when I got it. And then the Chinese guy I was working for, who it's really his fault, if we get right down to it. Uh, uh, he was very dismissive. He was like, yeah, you're never going to be able to travel in China. Don't worry about it. And I was like, but what if I wanted to travel to China? He said, you don't. If you went, they'd probably arrest you. You don't want to go. I <laughs> went doesn't seem right anyway uh if if a you're surprised that the chinese and let's be honest other governments internationally uh are meddling in our election um man i wish i wish i knew how it felt to live in little house on the prairie because i think that's sort of the last time that sort of point of view is probably relevant probably anyway speaking of this show being left-wing socialist propaganda what was it just socialist propaganda. Just seeing the comment again. Mm. That's what we got going on. Hey, did you get out to Pride this weekend? I've been thinking of trying to get a Pride-based beer, but I just don't get out much. I myself, I didn't go this year. Stayed home with uh, with my wife and daughter. We went and sat on the beach and drank a lot of gin and tonic. Uh, hung out with a bunch of friends. Uh, I had a nice nap. And... Uh, I got a question here from Ben and hung up. But my son did go. He was actually on a float. Bless his soul with the TDSB. Had a, they gave him a special t-shirt and I think he had a squirt gun at some point or something. Delightful. He had a ball. He said it was really good. Uh, so yeah, if you got down to Pride and you saw a very tall, thickly sideburned uh, fellow on the TDSB uh, uh, float, probably wearing a Tilly hat, knowing my son. Uh, that was Ben. Yep. And he was loving life. Ben, in answer to your question, yes, thank you. Michael Chong, that was his name. I want to be fully transparent with you, my listeners and viewers, if you're on one of the viewy things. I knew his name was Michael. I couldn't remember his last name, and I was going to go for Chang, so I was off by a vowel, but I intentionally didn't because saying that didn't sound right in my head, and it was like going to sound super racist if I was like, you know, I don't know, uh, Chang or something like that. His name was Chong. It's pretty close. Anyway, Michael Chong, thank you, Ben Johnson. That was his name. Michael Chong you knew that the Chinese government was interfering with your family. And if you didn't, what the hell, man? What the hell? Uh, 
What am I drinking? I am drinking a Lone Pine IPA. West Coast, Ben. Not hazy. I mean, it's not see-through, but it ain't clear. It ain't hazy. It's just in the middle. Big, assertive, sticky hops. It's got Summit and Simcoe and Cascade. No, not Cascade. Chinook and Columbus in it. I looked at the side of the can. Sticky, man. Resinous. Piney. Little dank. Tastes slightly of weed. It's really good. It's real nice. I like this one a lot. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, so we've talked about beer. We've talked about the election. Uh, got some events coming up, probably. Probably. Ben, do you know of any? Classic Westy Johnson. Yes, yeah, see? Superfan Ben Johnson. Loves the West Coasts. Told you. Told you. Uh, I did see Left Field's got a whole whack of events. I thought, I saw the email and I started scrolling through and I thought, man, that's a lot of things that I'm not going to remember. Uh, but they seem to have a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, Toronto Festival of Beer brought to you by the Beer Store, I think is coming up. It's normally in July, isn't it? I think it's in July. I got nothing. I got nothing. It's the long weekend, guys. Canada Day is coming up. You got any plans? Going up north? Going to the camp, to the cabin, to the cottage, depending on where from you are from in Ontario. Uh, or maybe a perhaps trailer. Nothing against a little trailer. Uh, maybe camping, getting a tent out, going for a tramp. A tramp, like a walk. Don't. I'm not being derogatory here. I mean, if you want to go tramping from in a sexual way, you do you. Canada Day, what a time to light it up. A lot of people drinking a lot of alcohol and looking for a good time. I guess. I don't know. Uh, mm -mm -mm. You know, I'm enjoying this beer a lot. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed uh, uh, propagandaing you with my left-wing nutjob politics. I didn't even get deep into it either. Whew, let me tell you. Uh, I might roll. Go walk my dog. It's pretty hot out there still. Rocking a tank. You guys like this one? I like the uh, different colored piping on it. This is great podcast uh, content, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast. Sorry in advance. I am wearing a blue tank top with, uh, it's sort of um, kind of in a gray tone, but in the, the royal blue kind of tonal range with uh, navy blue uh, piping along the seams. It's pretty. It's, pr it's pretty. I was going to say it's pretty something. It's just pretty, I think. It's got stripes on it, too. You can only see that on Instagram, though. You can't see it at all if you're listening to me. I've now spent way too long talking about the shirt I'm wearing. I will tell you this. This beer, Lone Pine IPA, you can buy this at the LCBO. That's where I bought it. You can buy it at grocery stores. I've seen it there. I think you can buy it at the beer. Actually, I know you can buy it at the beer store. I had to go to the beer store the other week to buy some beers, and I saw this one. It was there. And most importantly, you can buy it at the brewery in Gravenhurst, Ontario, which is... if. If you even go in the general vicinity, like if you cross into the region of Muskoka and don't go out of your way to go visit Southwest City, I, I, I mean, you do you, but I would not want to live your life. I want to go to Southwest. Anytime I get on the 400, I think it's not that far to Southwest. It's not. I might only be going to York University to watch a rugby game, but the whole time I'm thinking, if I just stayed on this here highway for about an hour and a half, I would have to change highways. I would have to transfer onto 11. 
exit at Bethune Drive, follow Bethune through the charming town of Gravenhurst, past the Albion, or the Bin, as the locals call it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then there's sawdust. You, you can't miss it. There's a huge Muskoka chair. <laughs> this is great. So Ben Johnson on Instagram said that he feels like all of my current viewers, which is him and uh, Rob Mora, uh, appreciate propaganda. And uh, Rob then pointed out that speaking of propaganda, Olivia Chow is taking a victory lap, which if you're a propaganda fan, you got that one. <laughs> all right. You two keep talking. Uh Buy this beer, buy this beer at the brewery. Go to the brewery in Gravenhurst. It's worth the drive. Day trip up to go to that brewery if you want. They normally do Funk Fest on Canada Day weekend. Did I just not get any press about that? That was a great event. It just it was hard because I was on Canada Day weekend and I want to be with my family. Man, I had I went to the inaugural one and it was off the hook. It was really good. I <laughs> I spent a not insignificant amount of time with uh, uh, with George. Um, Eagleson and um, so obviously consumed a not insignificant amount of marijuana and then drank so many beers that were so delicious and then was going to meet a friend to get a ride and ended up walking from Sawdust to Highway 11 and Bethune which is a pretty far walk it made sense at the time I just needed to decompress a little Anywho, that'll do. Hey, if you are listening to this and you don't know who Propagandi is, uh, look that up. It's spelled exactly how you think. Uh, it's Prop uh, Gandhi, like the person's name. G-A-G-H-A-N-D-I. Uh, Rob says Funkfest is July the 22nd this year. Late breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, and people of other uh, identities. Funkfest in Gravenhurst is the weekend of July the 22nd this year, and I, I mean, I hope I made it clear that I was endorsing you going if it was this weekend. You should definitely go if it's the weekend of the 22nd. Holy moly, you will not be disappointed. That is one hell of an event. I am going to have to check my calendar to see if I can make it. I'm not sure if I can, but sure hope I can. Sure hope I can. I can dirtbag it and sleep in the back of my car if I have to. For the record, my car's a station wagon. And I'm short. Okay, that's it. Late breaking news done. Thank you, uh, Rob, uh, for that late breaking news. Very important to know. Put that in your calendar, kids. Look it up. Funk Fest, July the 22nd. Buy some Lone Pine before that. But if you go to Funk Fest, you're definitely going to buy some of this at the brewery. You might get some Lone Wine, their barley wine. Or some Twin Pines, the Lone Pine Double IPA. Just saying. Plenty of good things. And while you're there, you know what? Ask uh, when you go into the brewery, ask if Sam is there. And uh, and if they say yes, ask if he can come out and you can give him a hug. Because that man, he gives a pretty mean hug. Don't actually do that, by the way, unless you genuinely know Sam and want a hug. Can't imagine how annoying it would be to constantly have somebody asking for you to come out to get a hug and you don't know who they are. I mean, he is a good hugger, but the guy's got a job to do. Ask for my brother, too, while you're there. His name's Jared, and he may well be working. You could meet my brother. 
I almost feel like I should have to, you know, when news companies have to talk about, oh, the uh, Facebook is an advertiser on NPR. I do have a sibling who works at Sawdust City, but this beer's awesome whether he works there or not. It was awesome for the period when he didn't, when he was working someplace else. Yeah, he's back. And this beer's still delicious. Mm-mm-mm. That's all we got, kids. That's all we got. And uh, we, I'm not going to be back next week. It's Canada Day. I'm going to take Canada Day off. I'm going to probably watch the fireworks and have a wonderful, quiet evening. And I think you should, too. But I will be back the following week, hopefully, with Jordan St. John. And we will be talking about stuff, beer. We can get pretty in-depth de- on, on ingredients, on styles. Who knows? That man knows... I was going to say more than I've forgotten about beer. That's actually not complimentary. I can't work out how that recipe works, but you get what I'm saying. He knows a lot more than me. So maybe check that one. It should be fun. Until then, have a great long weekend. Have a good week. Uh, and uh, do buy Lone Pine IPA, West Coast style from the LCBO. It is superfan Ben Johnson approved. He said it right here on the podcast. Talk to you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.